Welcome back to Alphabet Soup. This is your host, Neva Hidajat. And today we've got a very special episode of the show. And what makes it special are the two guests that are going to be joining us shortly to discuss the importance of living a healthy lifestyle. for me to introduce our guests. One enjoys watching the Dodgers and Lakers and the other enjoys gardening. On the Alphabet Soup podcast today, we have Dr. Mark Reeves, who specializes in complex general surgical oncology. He earned his MD from Loma Linda University School of Medicine and his PhD from the University of California, Los Angeles. Along with having 29 years of experience in the medical field, he is a professor of surgery and basic sciences, the program director of the Complex General Surgical Oncology Fellowship at Loma Linda University Health, and the director of the Loma Linda University Cancer Center. Also joining us is Dr. Michelle Reeves, who is a family medicine specialist. She earned her MD from Loma Linda University School of Medicine. Along with having over 35 years of experience in the medical field, she is an assistant professor of family medicine at Loma Linda University Health. Dr. Mark and Dr. Michelle, welcome to the show. So I learned earlier that you are both advocates of living a healthy lifestyle. So I'm sure the listeners would like to know what your idea of a healthy lifestyle is. Well, um, I think that, so, so as you know, I'm a, I'm a cancer surgeon, and I um, take care of a lot of patients who have cancer. And so one part of healthy living for me is doing things that, that prevent cancer. And one of those things is uh, watching what you eat. There are a lot of studies that show that there are many types of cancer uh, that can be prevented by um, eating healthy foods. Um, And in particular, um, there are a lot of cancers that that you can prevent by eating um, a diet without meat in it. And so, yeah, I'm an advocate of eating um, vegetarian or plant-based diet, uh, primarily for that reason. Okay. So what are the differences between a plant-based diet and a vegan diet? What what did you do, Michelle? Well, um, plant-based is basically a vegetarian diet, and vegan diet eliminates um, milk, uh, any dairy products, as well as um, eggs. So that is totally a plant-based diet. Cool. In your opinion, is one diet easier to adopt into a lifestyle than the other? I think that if you are not a vegetarian, it might be better to just attempt to eat more uh, plant-based foods and less meat. Um, Eliminating all dairy products and eggs may be a future step after you get your taste buds used to eating a plant-based diet. Mm, Okay, so plant-based is like that transition yeah because for for a lot of people who eat a lot of meat vegan diets really don't taste good at all 
and it, it, it's not satisfying to them. And so they may try it for a while and then they just stop uh, and go back to eating what they used to eat. <laughs> so what do you guys think about things like Beyond Meat? And things like that. I think that uh, those are steps that help somebody become more plant-based. The Morningstar products, Gardein, Beyond Meat. And again, I think it takes a commitment to follow a plant-based diet. And you will have to expect your taste buds uh, to have to adapt to this because it's not a perfect imitation of uh, real meat. I think, I think Beyond Meat is a good, um, you know, it's a good thing. It's a... Uh, um, I mean, I, I've actually been a vegetarian all my life, so I don't eat meat, and I, um, so I couldn't tell you if it tastes like meat. Oh, yeah, okay. I can't tell you that, but people who are my friends who eat it say that it actually tastes fairly similar. I know that they have put um, things into the Beyond Meat that makes it taste a lot more like meat, and they're, they're plant-based, and so it's okay. And so I think that's a good thing because it probably allows people to stay with a plant-based diet, a vegetarian diet, um, because it doesn't taste as bad as something that has only like unprocessed vegetables and that kind of thing. That's a hard diet to eat. Yeah, that makes sense. Earlier, we also talked about how, you know, eating a healthy diet is one thing, but eating exercise, it kind of goes hand in hand with exercising well. So I was wondering what kind of daily exercise do you do or do you recommend? Well, we walk almost every day, at least 45 minutes to an hour. And in my practice, I see a lot of diabetics, high blood pressure, people with heart disease, and um, exercise is one of the foundational treatments. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I, and Again, as you said earlier, I'm a cancer surgeon, and um, there are really good um, data that show that people who are going to have to have major surgery, especially for cancer, um, they can actually prepare for that by doing what you call moderate exercise. It doesn't take um, marathon training or uh, vigorous running. So just, just um, vigorous walking for 30 to 45 minutes to an hour um, every day. Um, it, it makes it dramatically easier for you to withstand surgery and cancer treatment. And so that's another uh, benefit. Obviously, hopefully people don't need that, but it, it really prepares your body for being able to stand uh, stresses. Michelle said that we walk, sometimes we actually walk twice a day um, if, if we're able to. Um, I think it has a lot of other benefits besides um, it keeps your weight down. Um, it, it, um, we know that it raises your metabolism. It actually burns calories while you're asleep. If you have, um, you know, if you've, let's say, exercised, you know, moderately, vigorously before you go to sleep. It'll continue to burn calories even after you're sleeping. Okay. Yeah. I, yeah, I heard that walking is one of the best low-intensity cardio that you could do. Yes, that's mm -hmm. true. Does it kind of work in the same way as HIIT exercise, where 
you keep burning calories even while you're sleeping? Yes. Okay. Probably not quite as as forcefully, but yes, it's like that, yes. Okay, cool. Also, I've found as people age, especially women, after menopause, exercise is important for bone health. So it keeps your bones from, uh, keeps your bones stronger right. and cool. decreases your risk for having thinning of your bones if you do weight-bearing exercises. Mm-hmm. It also um, helps you to sleep better. And then that itself will um, be better for your health also. So the combination of eating well, um, exercising moderately, and then sleeping enough are combinations of things that are very important. Mm -hmm. So as you get older, bone marrow weakens? The bone itself weakens. The bone gets thin and something called osteoporosis. And then and if the bones get thin enough, you, if you fall, you could get a hip fracture. Oh, okay. It's not the bone marrow. It's the cortex of the bone. It's the shell of the bone that gets weak. Oh. And so it'll easily break. That's why you hear about old people getting um, fractures of the hip or the leg easily when they do something that shouldn't typically break your bones. Mm-hmm. And exercise and the right diet can reverse that. Okay. So, like, osteoporosis and cancer are examples of health problems that you see in your work that could have been Mm -hmm. prevented by living a healthy lifestyle, right? Along with high blood pressure and diabetes. Okay. And heart disease. Yes. You know, another thing that's really interesting is, you know, both Michelle and I work at Loma Linda University. Loma Linda was a... um, they, they performed a, at that time and still is, a groundbreaking study. Um, it was an epidemiological study that was funded by the National Cancer Institute. Um, it's called the Adventist Health Study. And it's a study that has gone across decades and decades. So it's probably across 50 years by now. That shows that people who eat this way um, scientifically, it reduces all of these diseases that Michelle was talking about, including cancer. And so it's not just a thing where there's, you know, maybe that's true. Scientifically, we know that it's true because of that, that study. Wow, that sounds like a really interesting study and something that's really important for people to know. So thank yeah. you for sharing. Sure. Um, I was interested to know what What's a typical day in the life like for each of you, since you're both really busy, I'm sure, so. Well, my day is, I go to clinic every day, um, and I take care of probably about 20 patients every day, and counsel them oftentimes. Um, But it's a very enjoyable and rewarding work for me. I've known my patients for many, many years, and so it's building on a background of trust. And I'm often thrilled and surprised when they actually follow uh, good, healthy living to see the improvement that they can have, especially in the area of diabetes. So I'm a, I'm a cancer surgeon. I am in charge of the cancer center at Loblin University, and so, um, my days are different on, on different days. Some days I'm doing um, 
large cancer resections. Um, for instance, tomorrow I'm doing a large cancer resection that will probably take 12 to 15 hours. And so it's, it's like a marathon uh, operation. Um, it's not as easy to do those operations as it was when I was much younger, um, but I still do fairly well with those. It, it requires a lot of concentration and um, you have to have enough stamina to continue on with, with uh, the surgery. Um, but like Michelle said, it's very rewarding. Uh, I really enjoy what I do. And I also have a lot of patients who have been cured and am able to see them over a long, long period of time. Unfortunately, some of them don't win the battle with cancer and they die. And that's, that's sad also, but it's always um, good when you can help people to, even if they're not gonna be cured, to feel better um, during the time while they're living. Yeah. How do you prepare for such long surgeries? I, I eat enough <laughs> and, and I drink enough. And I think actually, you know, what we were talking about before, your body, um, you know, if it's fit, it can tolerate that kind of thing. Um, afterwards, I need to sleep more than I did before it. And so your, your body, um, it's a little hard on it at that time, but I've been doing this for decades now. And um, you're able to eat and drink more after it's finished and you're able to sleep more after it's finished. Mm -hmm. and, and you prepare the same way beforehand. It's almost like preparing for a marathon, except it's not nearly as, it's not nearly as physically demanding. And the fact that you have been a vegetarian for basic, basically your whole life and you take daily walks definitely prepares you and gives you a strong base. I think it does. Um, it would probably be better if I were even more active, if I was, um, you know, um, but yeah, I think so. I really do. I think that, that living a healthy life helps you to get through rigorous things like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now you guys are extremely accomplished doctors, and I was wondering if you could tell me a little bit about your journey and how you got to where you are today. Well, my role model was my aunt. She was a family medicine a physician, and I had always admired her from my childhood. And I'm really happy I chose that um, field because of the connection and the relationship that I have with my patients. I've been blessed that I don't have to work in the hospital. That is much more stressful than in the clinic. So, you know, it's interesting. Michelle and I were actually in the same class in medical school together when we started out. I took a very different course than she did. And so she actually finished with her um, medical school and her residency training um, while I was still uh, finishing part of my schooling. And then she actually supported me through my, um, my training because she, she finished and had a, a, you know, a physician's salary. And so she was able to pay my tuition and stuff like that. So, but I took a much longer time than she did. I, I went to medical school. In the middle of medical school, I went to graduate school and got a PhD in biochemistry at, at UCLA. 
And then I, after medical school, went to surgery training. And, and then I did two different fellowships in surgical oncology, um, one at the National Cancer Institute and then a second one at Memorial Sloan Kettering Cancer Center in New York City. And, you know, those are, it, it was a long road. Um, we were talking about this earlier. After, um, after high school, uh, that's 22 years. After mm-hmm. college, it's 18 years. Um, after medical school, 14 years. So it's a, it's a long road. Um, but as I said earlier, I really, really enjoy what I do. I wouldn't do anything different. Um, I, it, it's not a good way to quickly get to, if you think that you need to do something, it's a long, long road. So you have to have a lot of patience. Um, I'll admit that sometimes when you're going through all of that training, you'll, you'll have days that are discouraging and you'll say, what am I doing? And you know, I'm still, still in training while all of my colleagues and classmates have finished that kind of thing. Michelle has said that to me also. Um, she was getting tired of me training. She said, it's time for you to stop. <laughs> yeah, that was going to be my next question yeah. <laughs> about, you know, how you overcame feeling overwhelmed or unsure of yourself during that journey. Well, I mean, you know, different people are going to have different um, good coping mechanisms. I... Um, I think you know this. Michelle and I are both um, Christians. Um, faith in God is very important uh, to both of us. Um, it provides a kind of a uh, you know a rationale for your planning to be helping people uh, over a long period of time, and it's something that that helps you through those times where um, you know things are not as um, they're not always encouraging and, and, and so, so I think that that's a, that's a very important thing, at least for the two of us. And I think also the fact that both of us are in the medical field, we share with each other all the time, um, kind of the discouragements that we have. And that's helpful when somebody's there who can listen and, and kind of encourage you. Right. Having someone to talk to. Yes. About what you would yes. say too. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, as we're nearing the end of the episode, would you like to leave a message for listeners and one big takeaway, perhaps? I think the big message is if you want to be healthy, you have to invest now in a healthy healthy lifestyle. Yeah, I think that's a great uh, message. It doesn't do any good to um, probably you know, near the end of your life, start doing things healthy because the kind of cumulative um, problems that unhealthy living causes, they build up over a long period of time. Mm -hmm. I have patients who, um, you know, they they may end up getting cancer because of things that they've done during their life. For instance, people who drink heavily, it may damage their liver and then cause cancer of the liver. Many times they'll stop drinking um, when they get cancer it's too late to prevent that cancer, but it's useful for the shorter period of the rest of their life. But the best thing would have been if they were younger, if they were not doing that for their whole life, they never would have gotten it. So I think I agree with Michelle, starting early, um, you know, living a, a life and that is more healthy. And I think the thing that Michelle said earlier, 
Um, the you don't have to live a kind of a quote-unquote a perfectly healthy life in order to get benefit from it. If you just lower the amount of meat that you eat in your diet, for instance, that's that that is actually very helpful. We know that scientifically. If you smoke cigarettes, if you lower the number that you smoke, that's useful. Mm-hmm. If you drink alcohol and you lower the amount that you drink, that's helpful also. And so you don't have to be perfectly, um, you know, eating only plants and and no smoking or drinking, that kind of thing. Just lowering the, the amount, so moderating uh, what you do, that's helpful also. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't have to be perfect. That's right. As long as you take the steps, right? Yes, that's correct. Um, And in regards to feeling unsure, say you have a really tough decision and you're unsure of which path to take, would it be, would you say that it would be a good mentality to have that you can make the, you can make either decision the right decision as long as you put all your effort into it? Yeah, and and do something that you can actually stick with. Mm-hmm. Um, don't don't make such a radical change that is something you can't live with because that probably doesn't end up doing any good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you yes. for um, uh, and coming on to the show today. And lastly, as we wrap up the show, we have this thing called a bit. Alphabet Soup's bit is a time where we share a quick quote or fact to spread positivity or raise awareness. Since you two are here today, I was wondering if you have a favorite quote that you'd like to share. Well, I have one that that is, um, it, it's kind of related to preparation. And probably a lot of people have heard this because it's it was something that Abraham Lincoln said. But it's something that I really like. I live, I live by this. You know, Abraham Lincoln was a, a farmer, uh, and he was living out in the woods. He, he had this, this saying that said, if you give me six hours to chop down a tree, I'm going to spend the, forced, the first four hours sharpening my axe. <laughs> so it, it talks a lot about preparation um, and not just the kind of the exciting action things that you do in life. So preparing for it, I think, is really helpful. I can see that because you prepared and went to school for 22 years before going. So, wow. Yeah, that's sharpening the axe. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) And now you're chopping down the tree. There you go. (laughs) I had a fun time learning more about you two and about what it means to live a healthy lifestyle with exercise and trying to implement a plant-based diet. Thank you again for coming on to Alphabet Soup. Absolutely, it's our pleasure. If you enjoyed today's special episode of Alphabet Soup, please feel free to share the show with your family and friends so that more people can hear from Dr. Mark and Dr. Michelle Reeves. Thanks for listening to Alphabet Soup, and we'll see you next week with a brand new episode.